Welcome, I'm Nestor Flores, the pastor of Dayspring Church in Mission Hills, California. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. I want to invite you to learn more about Dayspring Church by visiting our website, dayspringmh.org. We trust that if you open your heart, God will speak to you and you'll know how to live a life with God at the center that will result in a blessed life. This message will inspire, build your faith, and help you to know God better. Enjoy the message. Well, we have two wonderful ladies who are going to share what God is doing in their life. I trust that through their testimony and what's going on in their life, it will encourage you, it will motivate you, and it will lift you up. Let's hear their testimonies. All right. Well, our first guest is Rose Fernandez. Rose, thank you for being here with us tonight. Um, thank you for sharing your testimony. Would you tell us why you're here with us? I'm here today because um, God saved me from cancer, and um, I wanted to share a little bit of my journey with you. God healed you from cancer. Would you tell us um, how you found out um, that you had cancer, what kind of cancer you found out? Would you share with us a little bit uh, about what that looked like? Sure. Um, so last year, around August... Um, I was at work and I was experiencing lower pelvic pain and I just, I had been experiencing it and I just, I was tired. I was tired of the pain and so I decided to go to my manager and ask him for um, just advice and directions to the nearest ER and he sent me and I saw the doctor and she gave me some pain meds and referred me to a specialist and the specialist um, performed a biopsy and about two days later she called me to go into her office and I left work quickly and got there as soon as I could and was waiting for her in this just quiet loud room um, she came in and I instantly wanted to cry but I was like just the tears weren't coming and she sat down and she said, I don't like to have to tell you this, but you have cancer. Um, I was diagnosed with um, uterine cancer. And so she referred me to an oncologist who I saw about three days later. And um, she basically gave me just two options. Um, treatment, which she wouldn't assure could change my my diagnosis or surgery um, to have a complete hysterectomy. And um, in about 20 minutes, I decided to go with the surgery. Um, and just the surgery was five days later. Um, just everything was happening so fast. And um, so I, I was scheduled for the surgery on August 27th. And um, I had my parents with me and my brother, my then boyfriend, Omar. And the surgery was about five hours long. Um, and I just, I just remembered waking up from the anesthesia and seeing my mother just trying to find words of comfort and my brother who had the hardest job trying to be strong for all of us. Um, 
I'd say the easy part out of all this was, you know, the physical recovery, although it was about seven weeks. But I was able to do it because I had my family. I had, I had God in my life. I had learned how to trust him again, to believe, like my brother says, believe 100%, don't believe halfway. Pray, pray about it. Ask him to help you get on your knees. Ask with your soul, with all your being. You know, Rose, I, I still remember the Sunday that um, your brother pulled me aside and said, Pastor, would you, would you help me pray for my sister? She, she was diagnosed with cancer. And I remember I told him that, that I would commit to doing that. And although I didn't personally know you, we were praying for Sal's sister. And shortly after that, we, we began to see you at church. And you began to uh, attend. And shortly after that, you started helping in the cafe. You started getting involved. And um, I've had the privilege to be able to see from a distance your journey and trusting God and, and going through this process. Um, would you tell us a little bit about that? Because you mentioned, you know, it was your family and it was God. Um, you had to trust again. You used that expression. Tell us a little bit about what difference did God make and what did it look like to have to trust God again as you were dealing with cancer? I had lost all hope. I had, I said to myself, I can't believe I'm going through more lefts and rights. I, I just kind of like came to a point where I said, God, how much more? Um, I felt like when I was diagnosed with the cancer, I just couldn't, I couldn't believe it. But I had to trust that God was going to be with me and whatever this journey brought forth, it was his will and he was going to help me get through it. He, I had to believe, I had to just pray with all my soul, just pray with everything I had and trust him 100% again, like I said, and let him just accept what was coming and know that he was going to we get these battles where we say we're not going to be able to to deal with it but he gives us a lot because he doesn't expect us to to deal with it on our own he wants us to to give it to him to present him with our struggles just to pray and tell him you know god help me just give it to him and trust wow that's 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 really good you know, I heard you in one occasion say that there's three things you tell yourself, you remind yourself, because you're still in this journey. You, you, you've said in one occasion, you know, you still fall. And the Bible says that the righteous may fall seven times, but he gets up every time. What are these three things? Would you share with us? What, what are those three things that you always tell yourself to get yourself going, to get yourself trusting in God? Just when I'm having a bad moment or a bad day, I always remind, and it's at work on my computer, and it's the Lord is my shepherd, God is my strength, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And 
I believe that when I want to give up, when I want to fall, I remember he gives me the strength to continue. He gives me the strength and I have to believe it. I, I don't have to, but I, I believe it because I feel he's in me. I know he's in me. And I walk this path with my, my family with so much support from my brother Sal, Maricela, Martha, who I just love, the church family. It's been wonderful. Praise God. Well, one last question for you. What would you, what encouragement would you give somebody who is maybe dealing with cancer themselves or something similar, something that just looks impossible, one of those things that comes to uh, just kind of wreck your life? What, what encouragement would you give to them? Just to, to trust in the process, to not to give up. I know that it's hard and you're going to see a lot of sad days, but trust that God is with you. He doesn't let you go. He takes you by the hand that even when you don't believe or you don't trust 100%, he doesn't give up on you. We give up on him, but he doesn't give up on us. He's there 24-7, and we just have to get on our knees and trust and believe and see the light and whatever he whatever his will is just trust that he knows and why everything's happening just be strong and allow yourself to be vulnerable allow yourself to cry and just get it out and look for help if you need it look there's always someone willing to help i don't know your family or therapy just i just it helps a lot and don't be afraid just take the first step towards getting help if you need it rose thank you so much so remember the lord is my shepherd the lord is my strength and i can do all things through christ those are our three big takeaways from rose rose thank you so much you're welcome we we're so grateful for you and we're going to be praying for you thank you amen all right. Well, our next testimony is with Marissa Ortiz Cortez. She has written a book, which she'll tell us a little bit about, but mainly we're going to talk about the process before and after. Uh, you may uh, be familiar with Marissa because she uh, is part of our kids ministry, our cafe, and also our young adults. Marissa, thank you for being with us. Yes, thank you for inviting me. So I, I've shared a little bit about Marissa inside the church, uh, but tell us a little bit about what you do outside the church so outside of church i work in mental health i'm currently applying to graduate school i do a lot of self-care okay and i think i remember you mentioning that you got a puppy a recent puppy i have a new puppy that's about three months old that i'm very excited about that helps with my joy okay yes. all right the little joys in life <laughs> well marissa um you know we're gonna talk about the book because i think that's uh, where the big part of the testimony is, but uh, would you tell us a little bit about the book? Don't give us everything, but she's written a book called Without Him. Um, would you tell us a little bit about what it is about? Right, so my book touches on unhealthy relationships, unhealthy coping mechanism, pursuing God for your purpose, and any childhood trauma, healing from those aspects of life that women may be struggling with. Okay, Without Him, A Women's Guide to Healing and Building a Relationship 
with God. So let's start there because I know that this book is the result of a relationship with that, with God. And that's what we're going to talk about. But tell us a little bit about your relationship with God. How'd you end up a Christian? How'd you end up in church? Um, how did it get started? Right. So I didn't grow up in church. The only knowledge I had of God was when my grandma would ask me to whisper prayers to God as a child. It wasn't until my second year of college that I was in a really dark place. My mom was actually a member of Dayspring Church, and she would encourage me to come to church. And again, I was in college. So I would say, no, thank you. Church really isn't for me, but thank you for the offer. And after some time, I was in a really dark place, and I was tired of doing things my way and going around the same mountain. And I said, I'm going to reach for my mom's God because I really need some type of healing. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about the book. How did it get started? Tell us about that process. Did it start with the intentions of it being a book? Um, tell us, how did it get started? So it actually didn't start as a book. It was a journal at first, and I was writing down my prayers. I was being very, very vulnerable and authentic with God. I was seeing God work through my life in these really dark points in my life, and that became my journal. And at some point, God said, we're going to publish this. And I was like, wait a second, this is my journal. This is very vulnerable, very authentic. I, I can't publish this, but thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> So at first it felt like a suggestion. Right, yeah. Okay, well, how, when did you know that it wasn't a suggestion? That it was something that God was asking you to obey and do? So I knew that it was something God was asking me to do when I started thinking about the woman on the other side of the book, the woman who would receive healing Okay, say from that my again. Obedience. I want to make sure you get that. That is powerful right there. Say that again. I knew that God had asked me to do it when it, was, it wasn't about me anymore. It was about the woman on the other side of the book who was going to receive the healing that she needed when it became bigger than me and more about God saving women. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's good. So the book is about having a relationship with God, seeking God, right? And you share your struggles. You share you're very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, what did it look like to seek God? in the middle of this process of God saying, I want you to take your brokenness, I want you to take your challenges, the things that I've been working with you, and I want <laughs> you to be open about them so that I could heal others. What did it look like to seek God? It was definitely a lot of tears. <laughs> it was God doing a lot of healing in my life. Uh, I was definitely seeking God all the time. God became my best friend. I would seek him in the morning, on my way to work, on my lunch at night, and that's when I knew. And this is all in the middle of, of uh, being young and right. having school and right. work right. And, and dating and all of that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, to have a book published, um, there's got to be some doors that need to open up, right? It's right. not just um, like going to pick up a puppy, right? Right. So um, what doors did you see God open? So first, it started with a closed door. So God definitely closed the door on graduate school. I was applying for graduate school, and I was actually missing a class. And I was so devastated, and I asked God, like, I, I've worked so hard. This is something I really wanted to execute. This was my plan. And God said, you know what? I'm going to actually ask you to pick up that book that you put down a while ago, the thing that I had asked you to do. I didn't ask you to apply to graduate school this year. I asked you to publish a book. Okay, so let me get this straight. 
the door open by a door closing. Right. So that means that sometimes the things we are asking God to do that we sense he doesn't do, he's even in the midst of those things, right? Yes, 100%. Okay, next question. Um, you probably don't know this, and many of you guys may not know this, but it's also one of my life goals is I want to write a book one day. Right. I think I've talked about that in a few occasions. Um, and one of my biggest fears in doing that, it's um, just my personal insecurities, and there are some other fears that I have. I'm sure that there had to be fears, unless you're a Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> what were some of those fears, and how did you overcome those fears to say, yes, Lord, I'm going to publish this very intimate journal mm -hmm. about me and what you've done in my life. Tell us about those fears and how you overcome those. Right, and I think those feelings are completely valid. Fear, insecurity, that was definitely the first thing that came to my mind when God asked me to publish it. I thought, wow, what are people going to think about me? They're going to know a very vulnerable side to me. And usually they're so used to seeing me on Sunday all dressed up. We, we don't know what's going on in people's lives or their past. Um, so that was definitely challenging. But... I would hear my ego talking from that, and God said, I'm bigger than your ego, and what I have on the other side of your obedience is bigger than your ego, and so do it even afraid. And sure enough, I thought about how Moses was asked to do, do it even afraid, and he said, Lord, send anyone but me. And I said, you know what, if Moses can do it, I can do it too. Wow, that's, that's big. If Moses can do it, I can do it. why not me? Yeah. Okay, so we've talked a little bit about the, uh, that side of the book, of the book being published, um, two questions regarding this side of the book being published. What are some unexpected pleasant surprises that God has done because of your obedience to write and publish this book? So for me, success has been all of the women who don't have a relationship with God who are reaching out to me and saying, thank you so much. This is the healing that I need. And knowing that they have the tools now to go in private and build their relationships with God, or maybe women who are hurt with God and feel disconnected from God, and now they're learning to mend that relationship again. Um, but some other exciting things that have happened, women in London and China have reached out to me, and it's, it's been really, really amazing. Wow, that, that's cool. So you mean somebody on the other side of the world has been impacted and touched because Marissa on this side of the world decided to say yes to God. Right. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, isn't it wonderful to know that God can take our quote-unquote insignificant lives and take our brokenness and take our mess and use it to bless other people? Yes, Absolutely. Okay, one last question. Publishing this book and doing, obeying God the way you did um, was definitely not easy. Right. And you're young, right? I got to assume there's still school going on. There's um, family in the future. There's dreams. There's goals. There's ambitions. And you're going to have to trust God. And, I, and if I know one thing about God is that he'll ask us to take a step and he doesn't end there. He's like, okay, I got some more steps because he's got wonderful things to take us to. Has it gotten easier to trust God on this side because you already did or is it still challenging? It, with this experience, it's definitely been easier to trust God, seeing him follow through and hold my hand through the whole thing. And I think the biggest thing that I've realized here is when God gives you a word, it's, it's going to succeed. Maybe not tomorrow, maybe not in six months. It took me three years to publish the book. But whatever God has his hand on, it, it will succeed. 
Okay, that that she said right there, somebody's got to tweet that, okay? (laughs) Whatever God touches, he blesses, he will succeed. Well, Marissa, before we let you go, what encouragement would you give um, those of us who are watching, who are listening, um, and they, they, maybe God has a big ask of them, you know, and there's fears, obstacles, uncertainties. What, what encouragement would you give them? I would say that God has placed something valuable in each of us. If God has given you something and you're afraid, I would encourage you to do it, even if you're afraid, because God is going to walk you through it and it's going to succeed. Amen. Well, I want to ask you if you would like to, uh, bless somebody, um, pick up the book. We would be encouraging Marissa. It is a wonderful book. It is a woman's guide to healing and building a relationship with God. And uh, you can find that in Amazon. I believe there's the digital version as well as the physical version. And if you get the physical one, you can bring it to church and she'll sign it just like she did mine. Marissa, I want you to know that we're very proud of you. As a pastor, I'm very proud of you. I'm also excited to see the things that God is going to do next. We're going to be praying for you, and we're going to keep an eye on you to see the wonderful things that God has in store next. Thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me. No, thank you for being with us. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this message. But before you go, we want to extend an invitation to start a personal relationship with Jesus and declare Him your God. No one loves you like Jesus, and no one will impact your life for good like Jesus will. Would you make the following prayer your prayer? Heavenly Father, I repent of my wrongdoing. I open my heart and I want to have a personal relationship with you. I trust that Jesus died so I could be forgiven, but he didn't stay dead. He rose back to life so I could have eternal life. From today on, I will follow you, transform my life through your truth and love. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations. If you made that prayer, God lives in you, and now you have a new life in Him. Connect to a church so your faith and love for God can continue to grow. We believe that you can find a loving and encouraging community in Dayspring Church. Come visit us. You belong here. We would love to meet you.